everybody. It is Thursday, February 2nd, 2017, and you're listening to Talking Games Podcast. I'm Bobby Shortle. I'm here with Hugh Perry. Holla. And Matt Wood. Hello, everybody. And Matt, this is my first time uh, on the show with you. Yeah. I, yeah. I missed last week. I listened, though, and that it was a very good episode. I have to say your choice of favorite game of all time is a little bit circumspect, but... Um, someone, someone on Twitter said uh, said that said that they uh, they supported that decision. Yeah, I saw and that tweet, and I don't support that. That that's what happens when you uh, when you get when you get encouraged. There's always one. It makes it it makes it a fact. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, yeah. So we're here. We're going to talk a lot about Resident Evil today. Um, Resident Evil Seven came out last week, and. You guys talked about it a very little bit uh, on the show um, last week, but uh, I know I, I finished it. Hugh, you're pretty far into it, right? Yes, I've. I think I can. It's it's vague enough to say I've just hit the party. Oh, uh, okay, yeah, just at the party. Mm. So yeah, you're you're pretty far in, um, yeah. Matt. I know you said is you it like were, is you, it like Mario Party? Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of mini games. Exactly it's like, like that. A, a lot of zombies and Wesker are doing like jump rope. <laughs> yeah, a lot of yeah. uh, like pun punny titled <laughs> video, uh, mini games. Um, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, I know you said you had started it. I think last week, right? Oh, I I, I played the demo. And so, oh, you played the demo. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. That's, okay, that's, that's my only experience. I don't know. It's gonna be probably one of those games that I wait until it's a little bit cheaper and then I'll I'll snag. Mm. Um, well. We'll get into Resident Evil and 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 how much that uh, that passion uh, may not be sustained uh, over the years uh, <laughs> later. Uh, so yeah, we have a lot of uh, a lot of varying experience with the game that's out now, and we'll talk about it. We won't go into much any really any spoilers since um, you know obviously Hugh hasn't finished the game and it just came out. Um, but yeah, it, it's going to be an interesting conversation, I think, because it's been I think five years since the last game. And that game was terrible. So it's interesting to talk about this new one. Um, Matt, I have a question for you sure. that I've been wondering for a while. As okay. someone as someone myself who... My name is John Robert Shortle, and I go by Bobby. Um, mm-hmm. And your email and your Twitter is Johnny Matt Wood. So is Jonathan your first name and Matt your middle name? So Jonathan is my first name. I, I was named after my grandfather, and I I don't know if it was like okay, let's name it after the grandfather, and uh, you know that'd be a nice tribute. It turns out he's he's still alive and he was around a lot. So uh, they just uh, decided, well, we're not going to call two people Jonathan, so we'll just call him by his middle name. All right, okay, yeah. um, interesting because I <laughs> my my dad is John Robert Shortle uh, uh-huh. as well. I'm a junior. But his family named him John, you know, after like a relative that they promised they'd name a child after, but they mm-hmm. really wanted to name him Robert, so they always called him Bob and Bobby. And that's the same thing that basically happened to me. Um, so I was wondering, I'm very, I'm always very curious about people who also go by their middle names because so, did you have as much trouble in schools as I did with like uh, that, all that business? A- it was it was awful. Yeah. It was uh, it was it was you know I I it, well awful you know like like it was terrible. I was called by my first name. But no, it, it was it was annoying. Uh, fun fact that you mentioned you know you, you go by Bob, or Bobby. Um, uh, my grandmother's name is Roberta, and they named my uncle, uh, Robbie after 
uh, my grandmother. And I just always thought that was kind of weird that that he was kind of named after her, and, but it was a lady's name. And they just like, eh, whatever, we'll just make a variation of it. Um, I it, It's just one of those things of like, yeah, you're named after her. So his name kind of could be Roberta. Uh, I, was, I always thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> I had this like sliding scale of teachers and stuff in, in throughout I mean, high school, I always would be like, just call me Bobby. Like, I would go up before. Mm-hmm. Um, but in college, there was a, how much I liked the teacher would denote whether I would ever correct them on what to call me. Because so, if I didn't care about them, I would just let them call me John and then and go on from there. But any teacher I really liked, who I was ever going to have any contact with outside of that one class, I would make sure they tell them to call me Bobby. So I have a student. I'm going to make up uh, the name just because whatever it's it's mm-hmm. I'm now being recorded and that's weird. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but no, um, let's say her name is Susan Michelle, right? Uh, Susan being her first name, Michelle being her middle name, and her last name is Smith. Um, I've been calling her Susan uh, for the past well since August, and today when she was leaving the class, some friends of her met up with. With her and they're like, oh, hey, uh, Susan, uh, or what was the middle name, Michelle or whatever. They called her by her middle name, essentially. And I was like, oh, no, she's been going by her middle name for, like, months. And I've just been, I've been, I've become that now. Where I just, <laughs> I just, like, I probably, she probably has corrected me, too. And I've, I've just been like, and there's 150 of you. You're just like, <laughs> you're just like That's cattle. Like reason. You're lucky I don't call you numbers. <laughs> Oh man, so sorry. We'll, we'll get out of the middle names club now, Hugh, uh, and get you back into this conversation. So, Resident Evil, um, Hugh, what's your kind of history with the series in general? Have you played some uh, the other games or, or no? Yeah, I mean, like Resident Evil, especially the first one, is like one of those sort of landmark titles in my gaming history. Really, like. Um, it was the very first game I ever played on the PlayStation 1. Um, and I think it wasn't long after the... It was probably maybe a month or two after the game came out. I hadn't, I didn't have the console yet, and my friend was going on holiday. So he let me borrow his console and his copy of Resident Evil. Um, and at the time, I think the only console I had was uh, Super Nintendo. Um, so yeah, I think like that playing that game is kind of like one of those, you know, moments where you're just like, yeah, this was like when gaming took a big step forward for me. And I just like ingrained in my memory is like, I used to have, um, like in our living room, we used to have a massive, like 32 inch CRT TV with like the console hooked up to it and uh, basically I had to sit on the floor in the middle of the living room because the controller wouldn't reach to where the sofa was um, so I can just remember sitting on the floor in the living room and just I can recall as if it's like yesterday seeing that like opening FMV with like the they're like running through that tall grass and like the guy picking up the hand with and the gun is still still in it mm-hmm. um 
so yeah, like Resident Evil, like the first one especially, is like up there with sort of like the landmark moments in gaming for me. And yeah, I think I've played, I've played the majority of them. I played one, two, three, Code Veronica, four, five, six, and seven. That's um, pretty much all of them. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I think Code Veronica is probably the only. Probably the only Dreamcast game I actually owned when I had the console, because all the others I would either rent or borrow. Mm. So yeah, I've played a lot of Resident Evil in down the years. Yeah, my uh, my Resident Evil One memories are also very strong. You know, of uh, going to my friend Sean's uh, house when we were like in middle school, I guess. And he he lived in a, a basement like apartment, and so there was absolutely pitch black in there when we. Like when when we would go in there at night and play games, and so uh, we I remember us renting Resident Evil for his PlayStation, and sitting there and that scene with the, when the dogs jump through the windows, I, I remember that so sharply as being this moment where we like screamed playing this game, and it was definitely one of the first times I ever played a game where I felt scared. And that was, and going back and playing it now, obviously there's literally nothing scary about the first Resident Evil game yeah. when you go back and play it now. <laughs> I, I even the voice acting, you know, the voice acting. I even just last last year, or the year before, I don't remember what year they put it out on the PlayStation Four, but they uh, they released an HD version of that GameCube remake that had come out, and it looked great, and you could, and the voice acting was much better, and it was great fun to play again. Uh, but not scary at all, uh, but still had some... Re- thing I took away from it was like, wow, I really like the whole puzzle element of this game. Um, and even thinking forward to the ones that I liked in, in the later point of the series, like I, 4 is obviously an amazing game, um, and, and, and 5 is also very fun, if kind of a, the wrong extension of what made 4 great. Um, mm. They lose almost all of that stuff, um, and, and so... When we get to talking about seven, there's going to be a lot of, I think, talk about how it harkens back to that stuff. But yeah, um, I played through all of Resident Evil one. Um, I played through all of two. I, I didn't play through three. By the time three came out, I was sort of off of that like sort of interest level. But I've seen three played all the way through. Um, four, I played most of five and played a little bit of six um, and some of Code Veronica as well. But never finished Code Veronica. And I played both both of the Revelations games that came out in the last couple of years uh matt what about you so i uh grew up in south arkansas and uh <laughs> let's just say my parents letting me buy or rent a resident evil game in 1996 or 7 that just wasn't happening <laughs> um so so it, uh you know as much later um i remember knowing about resident evil um playing you know uh at a friend's house like resident evil 2 on the nintendo 64 which is a terrible version of that game but you know you don't know that stuff in like 1998 or whatever. yeah um but uh I, my first like big experience was resident evil 4 mm. but not the gamecube version or the ps2 the wii version that's a good I way to still, play that game though it's a good way to it play is that game. awesome it yeah. is and you the problem is if that's the first time you play that game you don't go back it's <laughs> really really difficult to go back but but no i had the uh the wii zapper and I had the whole like I set it up in the in the little gun and just like 
Yeah, yeah. I uh, played through Resident Evil 4 that way. But no, I, I absolutely love Resident Evil 4. It's it's easily one of my favorite video games. Just so many weird, bogus, or just bizarre uh, uh, things that happen. You know, like the little dude in the Napoleon hat who like chases you in the cathedral. Or like that, like, <laughs> like, like just such a strange, strange game. Um, so that's, that's like, you know... I, I played that one, and then I basically went back and tried to play some of the other ones. So I, I, I remember playing. Uh, I got the GameCube version of Resident Evil One. Uh, mm-hmm. I never played Zero. Um, I know a lot of people sing Zero's praises, and they released that one uh, with an HD remake recently, didn't they? Yeah, just this year. Yeah, early this year. Yeah, or early two, early 2016. Sorry, they. That's they... the train one, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've played that one as well. Not all the way through, but I played it. So going back, I played Resident Evil uh, Two, uh, which I think Resident Evil Two is an incredible game. I yeah. think it's really, really cool. Um, maybe I'm just maybe I'm just a big Leon Kennedy guy. Well, no, that can't be that can't be the case because Six was terrible. Um, <laughs> so, so you know, I, I I played that one. I played Five. Uh, five was one that the first game I bought when I when I uh, sold all my like Genesis and Nintendo stuff uh, in, after college. When I bought a PS3, five was the first game that I that I, that I bought for the PS3, um, and I I loved five. I know a lot of people have complaints with it, but I think it's a lot of fun. I think uh, yeah, the whole like uh, uh, you know having a escort mission kind of thing like with your partner uh, that can be kind of tedious, but I I don't know I I liked it a lot. But six, I was on fire for six when it was like being advertised i remember i bought like the edition that came with like downloadable codes for the ps3 for like resident evil one two and three and like basically just like the limited edition i was i was so excited and so ready and i got it and i played about two hours of it and i was like i don't care about any of these people (laughs) or anything that's going on here uh but revelations on the 3ds was great I, I really enjoyed that, especially when uh, the new 3DS with the extra little uh, nubbin, little eraser nubbin. Yeah, exactly. Made that game a lot more playable. Uh, no, I, I, I've I've always really really enjoyed Resident Evil. Um, even the first movie, I will give that movie way too much credit. Uh, um, as a science fiction uh, action sort of fun B movie, it's fine. It's just not a very yeah. good interpretation of the Resident Evil games. The, the, I remember the second one came out, and I remember like like so like the first movie comes out what like the early two thousands. I would have still been in high school, um, mm-hmm. and I watched it. And you're, when you're fifteen, you watch trash, and you're like, "This is pretty good." <laughs> um, I remember like in college, we decided to, like rent the second and the third one, just like like oh man, Resident Evil one was really good, right? And then we watched the second one, and I remember what's what's her name in in the uh, in the movies? Oh, Alice. You're talking about Mila Jovovich. Yeah, yeah. She burst through like a church window on like a motorcycle at one point, and we were just kind of like, "This should be awesome," <laughs> but for whatever reason, it's just really not. Yeah, uh, the, so there, the, the the third, not the third, the third one, whatever one is the one where it's like in Las Vegas in the desert. Mm-hmm. That one was. Okay, uh, I, I we didn't make it. We didn't make it that far. <laughs> the second uh, one is terrible. The second there's, one there's is, a, is horrible. There's a good animated Resident Evil movie that follows Leon, and they're like in an airport. And I remember that one being pretty good. Um, yeah, that is pretty cool. I've seen that. Yeah, 
The story but, uh, is not bad in that game. The animation in that, sorry, that movie is terrible though. The animation, uh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure it looks just like in-game engine. Uh, yes, it does. <laughs> like, it's just like, yeah, this is great for like five minutes at a time, but for <laughs> ninety minutes, it's probably killer. Yeah, but no, this it. I would say you know, as hit and miss as Resident Evil is, I wouldn't call it a love-hate relationship. There's definitely more love there than hate. I don't. I'm sure if I dug deeper, there would be terrible games. I never played Operation Raccoon City. Those um, don't count. Those aren't real Resident Evil yeah. games. Yeah, I don't. I pretend they don't exist. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but no, I, I really enjoy that franchise. Yeah. So, like, I'm looking at the release schedule here, and like, it was pretty fast and furious. Uh, Resident Evil One comes out in '96, and then '97 they put out the director's cut of Resident Evil, and then two is in '98, three is in '99. Code Veronica is in 2000, and then they take 2001 off, and then they have the Resident Evil remake and Resident Evil Zero in 2002. Um, 2003, they have like two offshoots, Dead Aim and Outbreak, which were like multiplayer games. Mm. Um, and then the, really after after Zero is the first time there's like a normal break because then in 2005, Resident Evil Four comes out. Yeah. Um, and then and then Five comes out in 2009, so it's four years. Then another three years until uh, six comes out. But the same year six comes out, Revelations comes out in 2012. Mm. And then again, it's uh, we have three years till two, and then then it's been five years since the since six, where Resident Evil Seven is out. Um, yeah, I played Revelations on the Wii U, um, and mm. Revelations Two I played on PS4. Uh, both are, they're cool games. I mean, they're not like. I wouldn't call them great games by any stretch of the imagination, but uh, they hearken more back towards that old school style of Resident Evil game. Um, and really, with the with the main entries, I, they really didn't stumble too much um, in, until I mean, six is the only clear like this is a this is a bad mainline Resident Evil game because mm-hmm. uh, five has its detractors, but five is a good game. It just it's more, much more actiony than I think a lot of the fans kind of wanted it to be. Um, yeah, it felt it didn't have that horror element really at all. No, uh, as far as I remember. No. Um, and you know, for me, I think you said you know you're more of a Leon guy, and I would agree. I just feel like when you're playing as Leon, things feel a little bit more. <laughs> you feel a little bit more like you're in over your head than mm-hmm. when you play as Chris. Because when you play as Chris, I feel like. You you can pretty much take care of anything. That's how I feel. Mm-hmm. Like just the way they kind of render him, he looks like a military badass. Yeah. Um, uh, Leon's just a rookie cop, man. He just he just you know. With really good hair. Really good hair. Um, <laughs> and I like both Jill and Claire. I'm more of a Claire person than I am a Jill person, but I like mm-hmm. both of them as well. Uh, yeah. So so that that leads all up to Resident Evil Seven, which like I said came out then out like a week ago, two weeks ago now. And, you know, th- when this game was announced uh, at E3, I think, last year, it, you know, it, the big revelation, right, that is in f- it was in first person. Um, and I think that fans had a similar reaction they did when when the game started going towards the action thing, which is like, here they come with another way that they do not get what we want from a Resident Evil game. You know, I think the early trailers and even the demo that they put out gave you a very big sort of P- PT outlast, you're just going to mm. have to run and hide type of vibe. 
um, and leaving out a lot of what made those first original Resident Evil games really great. Uh, but now Resident Evil 7 is here and it played, Hugh and I have played a great deal of it. I, I finished it. Um, Hugh, w- would you say that people were right or wrong to think this wasn't going to harken back to the spirit of original Resident Evil? Um, I mean, I was, I was probably one of those people at first, mm-hmm. um, but I, th- I think it's one of those one of those occasions where you need to to play it to be proven wrong like i i i think they kind of buried the lead about um like what type of resident evil game this was going to be because the the demo was very much sort of um giving you the impression they were trying to sort of do um resident evil but you know with a pt type feel to mm-hmm. it um and the opening of the game is basically that like you kind of termed it correctly when i was speaking to you a while ago as sort of like the the prologue to the game mm-hmm. um but then once you get past that sort of opening hour of the game and it works really well like it's it's great fun to play and it's really fucking creepy um it turns into like a real good like out and out resident evil game you know that sort of metroidvania type like here's a door i can't get through it i need to find what i i gotta get to you know slot into this thing to make this door open um i found this item that's you know broken there must be you know it must be fixable in some way shape or form um, I'll hang on to it and hopefully at some point I'll find what it is that will make it useful to me. Um, and it just, it's found like this really good balance of that um, first person horror game, which is a trend now, is like I said, with like PT and um, Outlast and stuff like that, whilst feeling very much like a a resident evil game in how you go about um playing through the game so yeah i'm i'm really impressed with like how they've sort of listened to people's um issues with five and six six especially and just gone yeah you know we've made a, a proper resident evil game but i think they've also like like I said, burying the lead about it being that way was also clever as well. Because I think people were enticed by how different it looks. So I think that's that's a big draw in itself. But then them sort of dropping it on you that you're like, yep, this is actually like a real Resident Evil feeling game um, was quite a clever move, I think. So yeah, it's... Um, it's one of, like I said, you've got you've got to play it to realize how Resident Evilish it is, for want of a better way of putting it. I think. Yeah, absolutely, and I and I think that, um, like you said, there's a moment where you get out of this prologue and you have to find a certain item to get through a door, and once you open up this door and you get into sort of the larger area, the larger house. Um, it becomes such a straight on 
<clears throat> Resident Evil game. I mean, you walk out and the first door you see has like three dog heads that you need to find to hmm. to put in to unlock the door. There's doors with, you know, with scorpion symbols on them and raven symbols on them where you have to find certain keys. There's a shotgun that you can't take until, you know, until you find something to replace that shotgun with because there's like a weighted trap system going on. So it is a full on Resident Evil game right down to the fact that like, you know, with save rooms that have, you know, comforting music and an item box where you're constantly having to sort of like decide what you're going to take with you and what you're going to leave because you have very limited inventory to deal with. It's a, it's so much, it so much feels like those early Resident Evil games um, in, in that way that it was really refreshing and rewarding. And like I said, when I played Resident Evil 1, the sort of adventure game aspect of it is what really makes it stand out to me and how clever that stuff was. And the fact that it's so, back with such a vengeance here is really cool because that's stuff I missed from the, the the later installments. And also I think that in a weird way, first person harkens back to those tank controls of the first game in a, and those kind of um, particular camera angles in a way that's unexpected because it severely limits your field of view and how you can move when you're in first person. And that's, and that makes the, things creepier and, and and more startling i think um matt i know you said you had, you had a lot of questions about resident evil yeah. 7 so why don't well, you, why don't you throw some at us let me ask you this first um uh, so what actually defines a resident e- evil game to you guys because resident evil has changed so much uh over the years as far as like okay the first one's in like a you know a mansion the next one you're in a you know you're just in this section of a city area uh where you run from building to building uh code veronica is very different uh you know zero takes place on a train and then there's four five and six where it's you know third person perspective so what i always feel like it's hard to say what a resident evil game is because if you say oh it's just you know you're alone it's a creepy house you know you don't know what's going to happen i'm like well isn't that silent hill you know right yeah (laughs) <laughs> and it, it's like what separates the two uh so yeah that, that's my first question is what what exactly makes resident evil resident evil for me i think what makes a resident evil game a resident evil game isn't it's not down to the locale as such it's about like i said um like i said with this one it's about how you go about playing through the game um and like i said it's that what they call a metroidvania type mm-hmm. um thing where you like i said you you find you go in somewhere and you you find a door and you can't get past it so you've got to go back on yourself find what you need to um get through that door there might be you know puzzles to do it um you know um like you say like in resident evil 2 i think and is like that um in the main sort of lobby of the police station. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you pick up like a shield and you put it in the middle of like this statue and it sort of like makes something drop out of the statue's hand and then it's that whatever it is you pick up, you then go and play somewhere else and you're like, cool, I'm through this door um, and I can progress. Um, so I think that for me is kind of like the essence of a of a Resident Evil game. Having that like bit of a puzzle element, having that 
um, sort of progression to a point and then you hit a you sort of hit a stop and then you have to go back find out what it is and then that reward of you being you know solving a puzzle finding the item or whatever it is to get through the next door to progress um so i think that that for me is what sums up um what made um resident evil games so great um and i think that was why five and six are so sort of like not looked upon very fondly it's like mm-hmm. six especially because it was just an action game and it worse than that it just wasn't a very good one um mm-hmm. so i think for me that that's where that's where the 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 distinction lies yeah i think um <clears throat> for me i agree with you uh, in in sort of that that puzzle element for me there's a couple things one i think the thing that separates resident evil and silent hill sharply is silent hill is a much more psychological and cerebral style of horror um and resident evil to me has always been a little bit more on the campy side of things it's always been more of a um monster movie than it has been like a horror movie yeah. um and for me, Resident Evil, you gotta have you gotta have some sort of monster, you know, some mm-hmm. sort of BOW as the, as they call them, I guess, by the end of Nemesis Resident Evil. And, yeah. yeah, exactly. Some sort of some sort just some whether they're zombies or liquors or whatever. There, mm-hmm. There's there's got to be those type of monsters. Um, there, there should be a puzzle element, and it doesn't have to be a house necessarily, but there needs to be a defined place that is. Um, that is well drawn and where you can say like when you say resident evil this is what it means and even in four that exists you know that town is the place that is the resident evil you know that's Mm -hmm. where it lives um which is where i think sort of um five and six also sort of veer off which uh, you know they kind of sort of become a little bit more globe trotting than the other games they sort of expand their scope a little bit um even four even four does yes but um at least with four you're sort of you're really mostly focused on this one sort of area in what you're doing um and so that's what really defines resident evil to me you know what's interesting about seven and i don't know i have to check myself to see if this is true no i guess four is like this too but most of them you have the ability to play as more than one character um, mm-hmm. even from the first one on, uh, from the first one going and in, in seven, you don't. So that's an interesting sort of take there, but yeah, that's, that's what it is for me are those things, the, the monsters, the puzzles and the, the kind of sort of definition of place. For me, easy joke is always, I can play resident evil. I can't play silent Hill. <laughs> I, I, it's, it's, uh, even to this day, like I have uh, silent Hill on the PS three because you know, they're like not virtual console, virtual console. Yeah. Um, and I, it, you know, I bought it with the best intentions, but no, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to mess with that. But also, uh, one thing that I always liked about resident evil is take me somewhere different. Mm hmm. Uh, you know, where, whether it be a, a, a ship like in Revelations, a train in Zero, uh, you know, uh, uh, Spain in, in 4. Mm-hmm. That's why I liked Resident Evil 5 quite a bit. It's because it's like, okay, this is a kind of a weird location for, you know, horror. And granted, it wasn't very, it wasn't horror, you know. Uh, yeah. But, but, you know, like that's, 
it's just six wasn't interesting because it's like was it a university uh, at least at the beginning uh, for Leon and it's like I don't, I don't care this isn't very exciting yeah and uh, I I I don't know I, it's been so long maybe I should give it a, another try but then again time is six? limited no don't you don't have to give six another try there's no reason to it's not a good game <laughs> oh, and it's so yeah. long it would take you like twenty hours to beat Resident Evil Six yeah I. And the thing that I was very excited about six, why am I going back to this? Uh, was just, <laughs> it, it's like the, the Chris will be in it and Leon and like, you'll jump back and forth. And it's like these two characters that were totally separated, you know, and every other resident evil is going to combine everything that you love. And it's just, I don't know. I don't know. So, so tell me about the location of resident evil seven. If it's just a spooky house, well, haven't we done spooky houses before? Yeah, I'm yes, but I will say that the well, it is a big callback I think to the first game in 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 a lot of ways. Um but the way that this house and it's it's not just the one house, there's like a it's like a plantation almost, like a compound. Mm-hmm. So there's a couple of different like um there's like the big house, there's like an old house, there there's a couple of other smaller areas and I don't want to get too much into that stuff because um I don't want to spoil it uh for anybody, but uh the way in which this house is put together even though it harkens back to one, uh, goes a lot of different directions and and takes in, I think, a lot of different influences than the first game did. There's a little bit more sort of, I guess, Texas Chainsaw Massacre sort of influence, I think, going on in Resident oh. Evil 7 in just its locale and its feeling and, and its layout. Um, and <clears throat> some of the, the, the locations which you go in these houses are, are very different. Um, and the use of sort of claustrophobia and, and space in first person i think is really what makes it stand out what do you think you um yeah i mean like like you say the use of space is really clever i mean there's times when you're um like whereas in the old games when they were third person with the static camera like as you came up to a corner the camera might switch so you can see like down there or it's looking like down the corridor that you're coming into at you with this you're you know you're coming around the corner and you you just don't know what's there or you put you're pushing you're not pressing x to open doors anymore you're just walking up to them and your character sort of like shoves them open a little bit with his hand to like open them ajar and then you know you can then push forward again and fully commit to opening the door and going um which i think that's really effective that sort of like you know, whereas before it was just like that animation of the door getting close to you, to you, and then opening, and you were then in the room. Like the feeling of like dread as you're just sort of like your hand is in the middle of the screen, which also like obscures your view as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you're just like pushing the door open. You're just like fuck. <laughs> um, and the game like, is great because it it only it saves those scares for very few times. But yeah. the way he sp- they sprinkle them out every time you open the door, you feel like something's coming. Yeah, it's cool. really like it's it's clever. Like I I re- and I really appreciate that about like horror stuff. Like when it, um, like you say, when it sort of it does it to you a few times, so it almost like makes you expect it every time. But because it's very um, frugal with how how many times it actually does it, it. Imp- I find that is much more effective than anything else. And there's some really cool, like, other, like, inspir- inspiration. Like, there's a certain sort of, like, like some of the way the ca- characters move is a bit sort of, like, um, 
I think it's Sumatra, the the girl from the ring. Um, oh, Samara. Like, yeah, Samara. That's the one. Um, like I was I was playing Resident Evil the other night, and um, Cody was online, and um, like I sent him a party chat request, and he was like, "Hey, man!" He was like, "What do you want to play?" And I was like, oh, "I'm playing Resident Evil." Hugh, did we lose you? Oh man, that is scary. Yeah. Oh man, I'm playing Resident <laughs> Evil Seven. Yeah. Boom. And then that happened. And Yikes. then that happened. <laughs> Can you hear me? Now I can hear you, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Oof, sorry, it was a really no scary idea. time for you to get cut off. evil scary. He disappears. Yeah. So you got Cody on party chat. You said you're playing Resident Evil 7. Yeah, and he was like, it was like, are you really just sent me a party request just so you can talk to me so you don't get so scared? I was like, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, Cody, fuck, she's calling up the stage, she's calling up the stage, oh god, oh god, oh god, and he was just like, dude, calm down, and I was like, ah, and I was just like, fuck, run, 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 run. Um, so, yeah, funnily enough, like, after a few hours of playing it, I did get to the, I have gotten to the point where I'm, I'm playing it a lot, like, I'm a lot less, like, creep, like, tense while I'm playing it now, like, it still makes me jump and stuff, but... Um, well, the first half of the game, I'll say this, uh, the first half of the game is much scarier than the second half of the game. Yes, yeah, well, like, I've hit the point where it's a bit more, um, I think it gets a bit more, uh, kind of over the top, but in a good way, like, uh, and I, I, I kind of like where, like, the whole, like I said, the party thing, like, I, I'm liking, like, I don't think anything with that kind of tone has been done in a Resident Evil game before. Yeah, so no, I agree with you um, absolutely. And I, um, I think I remember texting you the, the there's also like a a little bit of, like it's, it's never funny, but there's a a little bit of a sense of humor in the fact that the character you're playing as, um, Ethan, just generally becomes more and more like matter of fact about the situation he's in. Yeah, <laughs> and that that's like made me chuckle a few times. Um. So yeah, I'm I'm having a great time with it. Yeah, I I can't imagine playing it in VR because there are some really intense things that happen very yeah, close yeah. to your face at times, I, and yeah. I can't imagine it in VR. That, that doesn't sound fun. No, no, not at all. <laughs> Big fat no. No. Yeah. Um. What else you got for us, Matt? So, um, this I'm I'm trying to find a way to phrase this without just okay. Tell me, spoil this game for me. <laughs> uh, but but I have to know because it definitely hinges on whether or not I will ever buy this game. Um, does this tie into the Resident Evil universe? And now, anything as subtle hints aren't going to do it for me. Like <laughs> oh, you know, like oh, there's a raccoon next to a picture of a city. Like I, I need something more than that. Uh, <laughs> But I also don't need like Wesker showing up like a Matrix reject and you know throwing <laughs> vials of DNA at you. Right. So, so I mean, Matt, the best I can the best I can that tell minefield, you. Yeah. Walk that minefield as you as you will. Because he wasn't done with the game either, so I I don't want to say really much of anything. Sure. The thing I will say about the only thing I can really say without being specific mm-hmm. is the game exists in the greater Resident Evil universe. Okay. Like it, 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 it definitely exists within it, and there are some things that happen in the game that will give you clear markers as to how it exists within that universe. 
Um, but uh, they're, I will tell you this, they are very sparse. Um, and it feels much more like that stuff would be more explored if there is a direct sequel that deals with characters that are in Resident Evil 7. Okay. So, you know, your main character unzips from behind his neck and he was Jill Valentine the entire time? <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> okay. Right. Uh, I will say that they're not pulling a wool over your eyes with what character you're playing as. They're not pulling the, okay. one of those games w- w- with it. Um, Good. Yeah. Because... That that can only be done so many times and done well very few times. Yeah, and and the and the stuff that it does connect used to connect itself to the Resident Evil universe, which some are very explicit and some are very much less explicit. Some are much very mm-hmm. like you're reading notes and they mention certain things and you sort of have to put two and two together to put 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 that stuff uh, get that stuff connected uh, is really good. And I think the game does a really good job ending itself um, mm-hmm. and. It made me very much looking forward to whatever sequel they're coming out with, but also they have a few DLC things coming out. One of which is a st- big is like another story chapter. So I'm interested to see what that stuff is. Uh, how long is it? Uh, I finished it in just under ten hours. Um, okay. I was playing it on easy. Uh, he was also playing it on easy, right? Yes, I am. Uh, for me, with horror games, especially ones that y- you're sort of uh, fighting sometimes, like what the controls or what, what might have you because it's not the best aiming game in the entire world like i'm kind of there mm. for the experience and the story um right. and so that's kind of dying a bunch is is not going to make me want to keep playing the game and especially for me i noticed that when i played outlast which is the stuff that is scary and creepy the first time becomes much less scary and creepy the second time you yeah. have to do it almost a joke yeah. because then it becomes then you're like oh right this is just a video game <laughs> like i'm I, I if the thing catches me i'm just gonna start over from a play the last checkpoint and keep going, um, and, and so there's that for me. But uh, yeah, it took me a little under ten hours. I, I've heard ten to twelve hours, okay. um, which is sort of the uh, the sort of standard time. Which so it's a good standard Resident Evil, uh, you know, time frame. Yeah, and I th- I think it's got um, multiple endings. I don't know exactly yes. how many, okay. but there is there is replay replay value. In I it believe as well. it's two. I believe it's that two different my, endings. Um, that was my next question because yeah. I, I I played Uncharted four and when I, once I beat that I was like well I'm done you know <laughs> it's, it's like like this the it, the ending is satisfying and there's not much reason to go back uh, right I, mean, I, I could you know collect you know weird little trinkets but I don't want to do that uh, but if there's like multiple endings stuff like that that seems that seems interesting yeah and and there's a uh... There's definitely a lot of collectibles and stuff like that in the game that sure. you can go after. A lot of notes you can read. Um, so there's all that stuff in it. You know, it is a very story-driven, linear game. So if that's not your cup of tea, um, if ten hours getting ten hours of the game is not worth sixty bucks to you, and I think we had a question from uh, this is John mm-hmm. D. I believe on on Twitter asking about this. Um, yeah, he has said worth sixty bucks or wait for a price drop. And it really depends on what kind of gamer I think you are. Uh, if you're cool with ten hours of a great game for sixty bucks, then it's definitely worth it. But if you're someone that's like, if I don't get you know twenty, thirty, forty hours out of a game, it's not worth sixty bucks to me. Then hold off and wait till it's on sale because you're not going to get that kind of. Even if you play it twice, maybe it takes you twenty hours. Probably if you play it twice, it'll take you less than that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you're not going to get a ton of time out of it. Um, so yeah, that's that's what I, I would say about the price. I feel if you're there for the VR too, then that's a definite added bonus uh, that really does make the value a little bit more 
easy to take, I would assume, right? I would think uh, so. Yeah, I mean, also, it's like one of the, it's the first big franchise to have a full game mm-hmm. in, in VR, and I've heard that the way you, the the seamlessness of VR is very good, where you can just you can be playing and be in the middle of playing and just be like, nope, I'm done with VR for now. My head, it's too, you know, my eyes are hurting or whatever. Take the VR headset off. Uh, unplug it and basically it switches right to TV mode and you can just go from there. So cool. that's cool. I, Hugh, have you even popped it on in VR? Uh, no, I, I'm, I don't think I'm even going to attempt it to be honest. Um, my friend Richard, who has um, a VR headset, um, he was say, he was saying to me it's really really cool, um, but he had to stop playing it. He said it's the only VR game so far that's actually made him feel. Um, like a bit sick, because mm. um, apparently, like there's one. I think um, even like the just people playing it on the TV. I have heard incident incidences of people being made to feel sick because mm. of that. Because you can actually switch off. Because there's a constant sort of like as you're moving, there's a very slight like rocking of the screen. And I think that's caused a lot of people to get like motion sickness. And it, it does actually, at the start of the game, if I remember right, it does actually specify like if this makes you feel sick, you can switch it off. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, he's he's enjoying it in VR, but he said yeah, it's um, it's made him feel a bit uh, pukey at times. Yeah, well, I mean, I've heard too. I mean, it's one of those things, right? Because VR is trying to, is very. G- very big right now trying to protect people from that motion sickness obviously um and so there's not a lot of direct movement in vr you know it's a lot of like you you kind of transport from place to place but resident evil 7 it's straight up you just push forward on the analog stick and your character walks so a lot Mm -hmm. of people get motion sick from the fact that like their their field of view is moving but their body isn't actually moving so and that's a big and because of the nature of the game they i don't they cannot i don't there's no way they can limit the the speed of movement either Mm-mm. um no. so i th- i think it's you know part of it a lot of the time like when when i was playing um the rigs game as the big thing for that was with me that made me feel a little bit queasy was just the speed of the movement um so yeah. unfortunately i think it's it's going to be one of those things where it, it's stuck how it is but i like i said i've i've heard it it works really really well and i, I can imagine there's some there's some stuff that happens in the game where I turned to my wife because we we're playing it together, we we're switching on and off. Um, where we just went like, I can't even imagine what that is like in, in VR because yeah. people um, get right up in your face. Oh, yeah, right up in your face. And there's some crazy stuff. Uh, what else I do is interesting about the game, and this is uh, I'm gonna be very vague about this, but Hugh, I know you've gotten past th- this point. Is there's sort of the bio monster aspect of it, but there's also I think Hugh mentioned the like the Samara from the from the ring type of thing. Yeah. There is a scene where you have to go into like a dark upstairs and there's like some sort of ghost girl or something up there and it is terrifying. It is um, absolutely hang on. terrifying. See if I can find find the I'll, I'll see if I can find the text I sent you when I got to that bit. <laughs> yeah. It was all, all in, caps. Uh, um Uh, carry on i'll find it now yeah it's really scary and uh the way they weave Uh, in those two seemingly very different aspects is is really good as the game goes on it it Mm. says and i quote oh fuck off with the light going out and the creepy girl's voice (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, that's the scary scene. Um, uh, it's not about kids, you know. Yeah, I know. Um, uh, it's so creepy. And uh, oh, Matt, so you played the demo, right? The beginning hour demo. Yeah, yeah. Which is basically the first hour of the game with some slight modifications. Mm-hmm. Um, things are a little bit different, but in uh, throughout the game, you find videotapes, and they're this, a similar thing where. You put the videotape in the VCR, and then you end up playing through what you see on the videotape, uh, and it's that's a cool breakup too for the yeah. for the game. They do some very interesting stuff with it, and the way the way they play into what you do, like back into the normal game, then is yeah. actually quite clever. I really like that aspect of it. Yeah, that was very that was that was the time where it felt like their way of doing sort of the Resident Evil one two thing, where you see an item one place with one person, and then you can't mm. but but you can't pick it up, and then when you come back through the second time, you know, with Chris instead of or with with you know Chris instead of Jill or with Claire instead of Leon, you pick up that item or or whatever. Um, yeah. And the same thing. There's there's a scene. Um, there's a really cool one. It has a really cool puzzle in it. It's like a it's all a big puzzle and that one is great. I think it's one of the best parts of the game. Um, and sort of what you do there will reflect on what happens later. Um, and another one too does the same thing. So it's a very interesting, um, very interesting system they've got going on. The game is really good. I'll say this. I think that it's the best since four by far and definitely up there with my favorites of the series. It's, it's a great resident evil game. That's good. Yeah. It, it needed it. Oh yeah, you know? absolutely. Absolutely. I think Capcom in general needed it. Yes, they, they needed, they needed a, a good game. <laughs> yeah, after, yeah, after Street Fighter Five not being Street Fighter Five, five. Yeah, Street right? Fighter Five. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. yeah. See, uh, that's how much I follow it. But I've heard that that was a pretty disappointing launch. Uh, it's it's nice that Capcom, you know, has uh, something pretty solid, especially a Resident Evil game, which you know, that's when a franchise gets this old and has had a shaky history. It's you know, it's nice to know that something good can still come from it. It's nice to know that when they put their minds to it and, and they mm-hmm. that they can still put out a great one of those games. So that that's awesome that they're able to do that. And it that. can be innovative. That's 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 cool too, the whole VR uh yeah. long uh long game VR uh franchise. That's like you said, it hasn't really been done yet. Yeah, and and, and uh you know, you, you forget it because it does have has had its problems in the last couple of years, but Resident Evil mm-hmm. is one of the biggest video game franchises ever. You know, right. there's a reason why there's six movies or, yeah. or whatever. Um, <laughs> it's huge. It's a juggernaut. And it, but it's been a while since it's been allowed to be that. And, and it's nice that now people who love the series or people who, and I'll say too, is that if you've never played a Resident Evil game, you can play this game and have no problem. Mm. You, you don't need to know the lore. You don't need to know who, even who, like who stars is, who umbrella is, any of that stuff. You can, you can play this game and not worry about that. And you might miss references here and there but you won't be left out in the cold and i think that's an important thing it's if you like horror games this is a game you definitely should play uh is hunk in it <laughs> that, that I, I there is some debate about that oh okay okay all right all right there's some okay. debate about that um matt did you have any other uh questions for us uh, no that that's about it i i'm definitely interested in it. it it's right now though it's it's uh as far as new games are concerned i i think i'm just kind of holding back and uh maybe maybe putting too much back for the wii or not the wii wow the switch uh the switch yeah yeah yeah, yeah but uh 
Yeah, I, I'm definitely, definitely interested in it. And uh, like I said, I probably will wait for a little bit of a price drop, but I can't see me not playing that game. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. And I got the season pass, so I'm going to be playing through that content as well. So I'll be able to check in over the next couple of months with it as well. Sorry, Hugo, go ahead. My, I've got one, one issue with the game. All right. And it's not, it's not a game breaker by any means, but every time I play the game, it just, it just gets to me. And that is when I click to start the game, I want it to fucking say to me, Resident Evil. Oh, yeah, I know. It doesn't do that. And what? I was just like, That's... the hell? I'm with you. That 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 seems like there needs to be a patch. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, it is it is in fitting with the tone of the game, to be fair. But... It, it yes, just, but if you, if, you let that, if you let that title screen go for a, couple, for a minute, it breaks into this, like, super Japanese pop, like... Really? Um, yeah, like I mean, it's not like I shouldn't say it's Japanese pop, but it's it's got this very like you're like oh yes, this game is Japanese because <laughs> it's like yeah. this very dramatic um, like pop song and it's in English, but it, 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 and like it's like a music video for Resident Evil Seven. It's just very weird. Um, I wonder how I wonder how many kids who are playing it as well are confused by the um, VHS and cassette tapes. <laughs> yeah, well, I was watching a. Uh, my my wife watches like some YouTubers and stuff. And we were watching, I think Jacksepticeye play the game, and he was like, "Why the fuck are they? It's 2016. Why the fuck are they using VHS tapes?" <laughs> <laughs> still, uh, still tangible media, guys. Yeah, definitely, it's alive and yeah, kicking. Yeah, there's no vinyl. Exactly. There's no vinyl in it though. That's the problem. Yeah. No, there is though, because the when you go in the save rooms, there's like a record player playing vinyl. Uh, oh, yeah. Do you yeah, do you true. save with a typewriter? No, you save with a, a, a tape recorder. Ah, uh, boo! Come on, if you have a VCR, you can have a typewriter. I don't think those two. I think a tape recorder is more analogous to a VHS <sighs> player than a typewriter, Matt. <laughs> Maybe, but come on. You You're guys right. Are really the, the, the typewriter you, and the VHS player were invented at the same time. Yes, exactly right. <laughs> they were. Uh, they were very vital during the forties. Uh, yeah, um, absolutely. absolutely. You go to Blockbuster and then you you type up a novel. Um, <laughs> You guys are yo-yoing with my emotions because it's like, okay, it doesn't say Resident Evil, but then it starts to feel really Japanese. And yeah. that's something else I really want. There's a weird flavor when when a Japanese game developer tries to catch like a kind of American feeling game. Mm-hmm. And there's always just some kind of like, like, this is slightly off. Like, like I can see the seams. This like, don't be afraid. You could be Japanese. Come mm-hmm. on. And and I, that's one thing that Resident Evil always kind of does. Yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. like, like, oh, you, you're, you're trying to cover it up, but come on, it's cool. It's cool. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, 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 I always love that. And I think in in Japanese culture, and I would, Mara might be a better person to speak on this than me, but I think it kind of is like, especially in video games, mm-hmm. kind of regarded as like. A cool thing to do to have like a Japanese game, but have like all the like dialogue in it be in English and with American accents. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why they've always done it that way. Yeah, uh, the yeah, absolutely. Well, the, the cool thing about both Resident Evil and Silent Hill is is exactly that, Matt. It's like this. It's Japanese developers' idea of what American mm-hmm. horror movies are. 
Um, yeah. And they take their they take their inspiration from different types of horror movies, but they both are trying to recreate a, a very American institution. In, but through the lens of their culture, which I think is what has always made video games so fascinating um, and why I think they're such an interesting cultural medium because they let you see sort of windows into how other countries perceive the world themselves and us in ways I don't think you really see in other mediums because uh, the way that things are localized in video games there's sort of an effort to keep some of the original intent. So it's an interesting, um, like cross media, cross culture type of thing, which, which I've always found to be very cool. I definitely agree, especially with horror because Japanese horror is terrifying. Like it's, <laughs> it's like, have you ever seen audition? Oh man. I, oh, <laughs> like, yeah. like it's, and so, yeah, with video games, especially, you know, if you have uh, American or at least a Western uh, um, uh, protagonist, you know, you do kind of feel like you're, you're, you're invested in that character, right? And when it does get kind of cerebral, like Silent Hill, mm-hmm. uh, which I wouldn't know because I'm not, <laughs> I'm not going to do it. And I, I did get all the way through PT. I can say that. Uh, if you can get through PT, you can get through silent, the, silent, the earlier Silent Hill games, Matt. You you say that, but I had to have like six people with me. It was bright daylight, <laughs> and the lights were all on, and we had to pass the controller because you know it was just like I I, I, I I've done this for ten minutes. I can't do any more. <laughs> I still have PT on my PS4, by the way. I yeah, will never, ever, ever, even though I will never touch it, I will never get rid of it. No, you can't let Konami win. Exactly. You're exactly right. You gotta let that candle burn. Yeah, exactly. And another show, Matt, you and I are gonna talk a lot about Metal Gear Solid Five, but th- this is not the time. <laughs> okay. All right. Because, <laughs> man. <laughs> we'll have a nice long conversation about that, but I think that that's gonna wrap up our show uh, for this mm-hmm. week. Um, you can follow us at Talking Underscore Games on Twitter or email us games at TongComicBooks.com. Please, 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 please leave us a uh, review on iTunes if you can. Even if you don't use iTunes, it's the best way to promote the show. It gets the show showing up higher in iTunes search rankings. Um, you can reach me personally at Bobby Shortle on Twitter. Hugh. I am at H underscore Paz. And Matt. I'm at Johnny Matt Wood. Uh, and... Um, also, if you can, uh, if you feel like it, go to patreon.com slash talkingcomics and uh, support us. Even a dollar d- does a ton and you get to access to some pretty cool stuff. All right. So I think that's going to do it for Talking Games uh, for this week. Thank you, Hugh. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Bobby. And thank you to that's everyone out name. there. You did it. You got it. No, because I, I, <laughs> like, I, 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 this, this happened last week. I was like, I don't, I don't, I, I want to make sure. Did I do it right? You did it right. Yeah. We go around thanking each other. Awesome. That's very nice. Yeah. Um, And thank you. Biggest thank you to all the listeners out there for listening. We'll catch you next time. But until then, be good to each other.